to say that the congregational rabbinate did not train me for this job would be an understatement. I was suddenly supervising people. I had certainly not supervised really anybody when I was a congregational rabbi. I guess Hebrew school teachers, kind of, but not really. And I began to understand words that had really not been in my lexicon, like collaboration. Welcome to Season 5 of 76 West, recorded appropriately in an office at the corner of West 76th Street and Amsterdam Avenue in New York City. In past years, you've heard conversations with some of the great thinkers of our time. This season, you're going to hear the voice of one of them, Rabbi Joy Levitt. Sometimes she'll be by herself, sometimes accompanied by the amazing people who helped make the program she shepherded a reality. Joy works, worked, best in collaboration with others, people who pushed her, prodded, who inspired her as much as she inspired them. That's going to be, is, her legacy to the Marlene Meyerson JCC Manhattan, a spirit of positivity, of moving onward and upward, taking a simple idea, a Jewish community center, and elevating it beyond what anyone would use as their definition. In this episode, we'll go back to the beginning, when Joy Levitt was a congregational rabbi in Plandome, New York, searching for something more. We'll hear about the forces that acted to bring her to the Upper West Side, before there was a building at 76th and Amsterdam. We'll hear about a restless spirit ready for a second act, ready to take the show on the road, apply concepts she'd mastered to a hub for a community that was starved for ideas, programs, and Jewish life that transcended what they knew. The JCC of the Upper West Side, as it was known then, wasn't just going to be, in Joy's words, a gym and a pool. Joy, alongside the JCC's founders, had a much more expansive vision in mind. My reasons for leaving there were both personal and professional. I was a co-rabbi there with my then-husband when we decided to get a divorce. Although we were quite friendly with one another, it was clearly weird for the congregation. I wound up staying for a year and a half after we separated, primarily because my children were in 8th grade and 12th grade and it wasn't the right time to move um, them or me. But professionally, I would have to say that I had started to feel that while synagogues and religious language really speak to me, they were not speaking to the majority of people in the Jewish community. Our synagogue had about three or 400 families. It was a perfectly good, thriving synagogue. And I felt really proud of the work, and I loved, loved, loved being a congregational rabbi. Um, but I wanted a larger platform. I wanted to. I wanted the barriers to come down. You know, when you're in a synagogue, it's all: Are you a member? Are you not a member? Are you Jewish? Are you not Jewish? Can I marry you? Can I not marry you? Can you have? You, can you have a bar mitzvah here? Can you not? Are you in Hebrew school long enough? There, there are a lot of. There were, you know, 25 years ago, 
a lot of rules associated with what it meant to be a part of a synagogue. And I was frustrated by those rules. I couldn't really see any economic way out of those rules exactly, but I wanted a different platform. So when I started looking for a job, um, I had a conversation with a woman that I went to college with who was starting this new JCC on the Upper West Side. Um, her name was Debbie Hirschman, and um, she was not actually the first executive director here, but for all intents and purposes, um, had started working at the JCC in 1990. So I started having these conversations with her in 1996. They were in um, rented space at the Guild for the Blind on 65th Street. And there were, I don't know, a handful of people on staff. There was a, a kind of assistant director, Susan Zuckerman, Amy Wolfson, who was the marketing director, Rabbi Carol Levithan, who sort of oversaw a bunch of Jewish programs. Joyce Goldberg, I think, was there at the time doing some kid stuff. And Debbie decided it was time to hire a full-time program director and she offered me the job. Basically, my job was to imagine how we would animate this building. What kinds of programs would happen here? A lot of the spaces were already created. There had been a decision made to have art studios, obviously gym, pool, fitness center, classrooms, an auditorium, offices, nursery school, those decisions had been made. But what we were going to do there and how we were going to staff, that was my job. And one of the things I was most proud of in those early years was this once a month lunch that we had with the rabbis to get them to think about how they would want to work with the JCC, what we should be doing in this building, around Shabbat and Kashrut and, you know, how they felt about it. And by and large, those early rabbis um, were really in this with me. And, and I would say chief among them were Rabbi Adam Mintz, who was the rabbi at the time of Lincoln Square Synagogue, Rabbi Roli Matalon, who was the rabbi of B'nai Jeshurun, Rabbi Robert Levine, who was at uh, Road of Shalom, even though you know, he, he and I had lots of stuff around the nursery school and some other things. He was really right in there um, in terms of policy. Alan Schwartz at OZ and Rabbi J.J. Schachter at the Jewish Center. He was just a guy that was wide open about Jewish community. He didn't like everything we did, I'm sure. Um, but unlike other rabbis in the community who refused to participate in joint programming, JJ always said, you know, we're one community and we have to stay in this one community. So that was, I think, a very important part of those early years. All of that, of course, evolved once we were in the building itself. Our policies changed. But th those, those rabbis, particularly Rabbi Schachter, Rabbi Matzalon, um, Rabbi 
uh, Mintz, um, Rabbi Levine, and actually um, Rabbi Michael Strasfeld, who at the time was the rabbi of Anshe Chesed um, when I first started and then became the rabbi of um, the SAJ. So all of these synagogues were really important um, in the evolution of the JCC. There were uh, a few programs that had already been created, and I think they were created with a lot of intentionality. One of the first and early programs was our Sunday morning sports leagues for kids. Our decision to have Sunday morning sports leagues was a signal to the traditional community that this new JCC was going to be for them. Simultaneously, we created gay and lesbian programming because at the time, and now you know, you're talking about 1995 or so, really there was very little. Uh, there was CBST, um, but there were, there were very little programs outside of that very important synagogue. And again, signaling to a, a very marginalized community at the time, this JCC is for you. And I always felt like those two programs uh, created simultaneously was a huge statement to the community that everybody is welcome here at the JCC. Two things. We were holding these programs and kind of building a community of communities, young people, children, uh, school-aged children, uh, 20 and, and seniors, and some affinity groups like Ulpan and meditation folks. And simultaneously, we were holding parlor meetings all over the community to listen to people and find out what they wanted from a JCC. We heard two very big ideas. The first was three-quarters of the community or two-thirds of the community was not affiliated with the synagogue and wanted to feel like they were belonging to something. And the second was those people who are in these synagogues are very siloed. They're not talking to each other. We want a place where we can come together. So that's what went on for a decade before we opened the building. Seventy Six West is a presentation of the Marlene Meyerson JCC Manhattan. The series was produced and edited by me, Eric Winnick. Our theme music was written and performed by Peril Wolf. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the other seasons of Seventy Six West, available on iTunes, Google Play, and anywhere else podcasts are available. You can also listen to our episodes at mmjccm.org/76-west. Please subscribe and give us a rating on iTunes if you enjoy the show. Every little bit helps. Until next time, we'll see you around the neighborhood.